This week, the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, we dig into radio promotion. What are your expectations? What are the results you can get out of this? What can you do to help? What can you do to ruin the results? Uh, This is a great discussion. If you are thinking about radio promotion, this is a must listen. Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert, two longtime music industry pros, discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you need to succeed in this. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. Flying solo this week. Jay is out and about with some clients. Um, I brought in a colleague of mine that I've known for a couple years, does some great radio promotion work, and he's going to talk to us all about radio promotion, what's involved, how it works, tips, tricks, and all the other goodies that uh, we need to know if you're going to get involved with some radio promotion. But before we get into the discussion this week, just another shout out and and big thank you to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot.com and Bands in Town. We appreciate all you do to support the podcast week in and week out. And of course, to our sponsors, discmakers.com. If you're a musician and you've been thinking of launching your next album as digital only, Disc Makers has created an offer just for you. Get 100 CDs and custom printed jackets for just $149. At this price, there's no risk to try CDs. CD jackets are lightweight and perfect for mailing, selling at shows, and are easy to hand out as demos. They're also a great way to bond with fans while making some extra gig revenue. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your physical media, including custom vinyl manufacturing and even USB drives. So here's the offer we've got once again. Get 100 CDs in custom printed jackets for just $149 from Disc Makers for a limited time. That's discmakers.com. So this week we are sitting down with Tim Binder from New Ocean Media. Tim does radio promotion. And we are talking all about the ins and outs of radio promotion, what you should expect for results, what kind of results are out there, what can you do to help a radio promoter make his job easier, what does a radio promoter do every week to get you radio airplay, what you can do to support the radio airplay you're getting. If you're investing in radio promotion, you need to listen to this episode so you understand what you have to do to get the most out of the results you're going to get from radio promoters' activities. Um, So let it roll. Tim Binder, New Ocean Media. We'll see you at the end. Subscribe on YouTube, follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate. Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm uh, I'm excited to have joining us this week Tim Binder from New Ocean Media. Now, Tim is going to talk all about something we've talked about on the show before, but just from my experience and Jay's experience, Tim does radio promotion, and Tim is going to talk all about how radio promotion works. What does a radio promoter do every day of the week? Uh, what artists can do to help a radio promoter? Tim, welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. Hey, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, good to be here. And uh, yeah, hopefully I can answer some questions and, um, and yeah, have a fun conversation. So, so, so let, let's, let's just sort of start off with, with the big question. Is radio still important? Or bands? Yeah, um, it's a question I uh, I think a lot of artists ponder. Um, I've seen it work myself. Um, it's totally something, whereas, uh, it, you know, it might work for you, it might not. Um, there's lots of things you can kind of do to better your chances of it working for you. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something that I don't think bands should ignore, whether it is to decide to do a radio campaign or not. Uh, the thing is you're out there trying to reach an audience and radio has an audience, um, for better or worse, you know, sometimes you might not love the radio stations that are in your market 
And uh, you might think of them as, you know, kind of maybe old or not really fitting what you, you know, as an artist, uh, you know, are looking for. But the thing is, depending on the time of day you're getting played on these stations and stuff like that, there's thousands of years sometimes listening, if not more. Um, and, you know, those are people that, you know, haven't sought you out yet. They're, they're listening for whatever that station's playing, whether it be a classic rock station playing ACDC or Van Halen, um, or a pop station playing Britney Spears or, uh, or JLo or whatever the, the hot pop thing is of the day. Um, you know, you're trying to, uh, get onto an outlet that's going to expose you to people that weren't out there looking for you. They're, they, they've, they have a brand and they have a radio outlet that, um, that, uh, that they're already plugged into whether you're going to be on the air or not. So it's, it's an, it's an exciting place to be if, if you end up there. Um, most bands, if you look at bands that have really been successful over the years, including new bands, end up having radio as a part of that success story. There are very few bands out there that really make great careers of it um, that don't at some point interact with radio and get involved with radio. Um, and it doesn't have to always be, you know, um, a, a big, you know, uh, commercial type thing. Uh, there's plenty of bands that have good careers that do very well in non-commercial radio and college radio. And there's bands that, you know, um, are, you know, specialty radio darlings that, you know, um, might not get the big time airplay, but they do do stuff with radio. And I do think that most bands should um, at least uh, consider the option and think about kind of where radio fits in with them. So when we're talking radio, we're not just, and this, you sort of alluded to this, we're not just talking about um, your local, big terrestrial old school FM radio station that's got the morning shows. It's, it's everything from traditional radio to internet radio, to college radio, to non-commercial, to, to specialty shows that, that all sort of falls under the umbrella of radio. Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, there's, there's, there's huge differences in terms of how you would market something to a big commercial station as to how you might market it to a college station or to an online station and things like that. Um, you know, ultimately it boils down to the music, um, and, you know, and, and they're always going to want to know more about you as an artist. Um, but it is something, whereas, you know, there's the gateway in is very different depending on, on, you know, kind of what your commitment is and what you kind of want to you know, achieve radio wise. I think it's always important to kind of know what your goals are and kind of, you know, what you think radio can do for you and to talk with somebody like myself or another radio professional that kind of can give you a little bit more feedback in terms of what you can expect and kind of, um, you know, and how you can best, you know, make radio work for you. Cause um, I've listened to some, you know, some of the other shows on the other podcasts um, you've done with Music Biz Weekly, and and you and Jay are right. You know, there's a lot of times where, you know, if you're just going to hire somebody like me to go and send your stuff out to radio, and you don't do anything to get behind it, um, you're not involved in your social media, you're not, you know, connecting directly with these radio stations, you're not you know, trying to take advantage of the fact that you're getting played on these radio stations, the radio airplay is going to come and go at some point. Um, so you've got to best, you know, um, try to build those relationships um, with those radio stations or get your name out there um, with the radio airplay you've got and, uh, and and take advantage of the fact that you've got that airplay at that time, you know, that, that you're, you've got something going on, like use that to your advantage. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of times, whereas you could get be getting airplay and getting a lot of things going on, but at the end of the day, you, it's tough to always figure out kind of how much it moved that needle. You know, did you sell extra records? Did you get more social media engagement? Did you pick up fans? Did you get more streams? It's, you know, it, it's always, it's sometimes a tough thing to, to quantify, you know, so while you're doing the campaign to work together with somebody like me um, or another radio promotion, you know, uh, person, you know, 
take advantage of the fact you're doing it um, and and really uh, do what you can to get the word out about what you're doing at radio. And, and, and hopefully that leads to more things, you know, um, radio is one piece of a larger puzzle when it comes to uh, comes to promoting your band. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit. And you mentioned this um, expectations and I, you know, Jay and I have always felt it's important to, you know, you have to understand you, what your expectations are going in. What do you think you're going to get out of it? versus the reality of it and and um it, it leads to a couple discussions here meaning like the first the first and probably the most common thing an artist will ask me is like hey you know i'm in you know pick a major market new york chicago la whatever it is dallas i want my band played on the fm rock station this is our first album. We've never toured before. We have no history. We're very unknown. Or you might just be a local band in that market. What is the, what's the reality of a major FM station in a major market picking up? And, and this can even be extended to, um, you know, the serious XMs of the world. You know, a lot of times people are like, I, you know, I, my song would sound great on Sirius XM. Yeah. What's it going to take to get added to that? You know, and what, so I guess I'm asking you, what is the reality for, you know, an unknown band or a local band or a first time band to get that sort of airplay? I mean, it's an uphill battle. I mean, even even if you are, you know, have had, you know, a few years under your belt and have, you know, a devoted fan base, um, you know, it, it can take a little bit. Um, and it really depends market by market on where you're from. Um, if you're if you're trying to get that local station, um, a lot of times local stations are sometimes even more hesitant to play um local bands in regular rotation um because what happens is is a lot of those stations think that that's going to open the floodgates of like you know the other local bands in town going, every band you're playing, you're playing them why aren't you playing us and it kind of puts the the radio station in a in a in a position in which they um they sometimes don't want to be in um a lot of times the thing that helps best when you're a, a local band trying to break through on local radio is you know finding your story elsewhere and and doing a, a national campaign and, and and when the local radio station sees that you're getting played halfway across the country and these other stations are are taking you guys the band seriously and adding adding them in, in markets far away then the local station will will kind of you know typically warm up to that um it's really important if you're local also to um do what you can to build the relationships within your own market um i know you guys have talked about local radio shows and things like that before on the show and it's totally one of those things that you know if you know there's a station in town that has a local local show in which they they highlight local bands don't think you're above those bands in your market even if you think you're so much better than than those bands and you want to stand out like build the relationship with somebody within that radio station um who's willing to play you if they're willing to play you take that airplay everybody's local to someplace you know um you, you can't get around that you know even the biggest bands in the world you know it's like you know if, if you're from uh, especially, you know, a mid-sized to small-sized market, they're proud of the fact that you came from that market. You know, it's like cheap trick, you know, it's, it's Chicago, Rockford, whatever. It's like people are proud they came from Chicago or they came from Rockford or, or Kiss and, and people in New York or, or whatever it is. Um, so don't feel like you're above like, you know, doing those, you know, getting those relationships, with those local shows. Because another thing that you also should take note of is, you know, look and see what those radio stations in your market are doing. Uh, you know, sometimes these radio stations will have festivals in which, you know, they'll have like a holiday show or they'll have like, you know, an amphitheater style show where they'll have like a dozen bands come out and play and they'll call it, you know, X-Fest or, you know, whatever it is with the radio station branded with it. But a lot of times, you know, like, they might have a few local bands opening up that day, you know, and you might be able to rub elbows and shoulders with, you know, the larger bands that are on their playlist. 
And, you know, you're going to expose yourself to a lot of people at those shows. You know, some of those shows bring in tens of thousands of people. And if they're looking at the bill and they're seeing your name every single time they look at the bill and if they show up early and watch your set, you know, you're getting exposed to a lot of people that maybe you're not getting exposed to. So take advantage of that because a lot of times the, the people that are at those stations that uh, are your foot in the door are, can can really help, you know. If you're at a concert and the local station is is presenting the band on stage and you see, oh, that's that's the guy at the that's the radio guy announcing this band. You see him in the crowd later, go up and say, hey, you know, um, you know, let him know about your band, you know, um, you know give him a CD or, or pass him along your, your website info or whatever. Hit him up online after the show saying it was great to meet him. You know, you never know sometimes, you know, who's going to be the next person that could help you along your, your journey as a musician. So to get back to what you initially asked in terms of how tough it is, it's, it's tough, but it isn't like it can't be done. And there are stations out there that are exceptions to that rule um, in which, you know, they're willing to sometimes step out on a local band, you know? Um, and if, if, if you have that scenario, then, you know, that could be so valuable because sometimes, it's, yeah, it's, it's one say, station it's, that can make that story. It, it seems to me what, what, what you're saying is the reality is you're not going to release a single and in two weeks be added to the station's primary playlist getting daily airplay. It is a building process. You're, you're, you're going to have to build your story. And, and I guess I want to back all the way up and say, first of all, um, radio is different across each genre of music that's out there. Some genres of radio are more likely to play new music, new bands, other genres, you know, I, you know, you and I are kind of mainly in the rock world. And I, and I tell clients all the time, I'm like, you know, Def Leppard can release a brand new album. It's not getting added into major rotation on the, the rock stations. You know, they're playing, they're playing the classic material. They're not. So what I, I guess what I'm saying is some radio is less interested in breaking new songs, new bands, new material, because radio at the end of the day is a business. Yeah. And those radio stations are out to make money. And how do they make money by selling advertising and how do they get great return on their advertising? Having a lot of listeners. What do what brings in a lot of listeners? Familiarity. You yeah. know, I know Guns N' Roses. I love that song. I'm tuning in and I'm hearing it. If you want new music, I've always said this. Part of the problem is radio can't compete with streaming services when it comes to music. Because as a user, as a fan, I can find all the new music I want. Discover it. You know, Spotify will tell me the new bands that I've never heard of where radio is less inclined to do that these days. But as you said, it's a battle and it's a process and you might, you know, start a radio campaign. And if you're in it for the long haul, meaning you can do it for months and single after single, and you can add to it with sales, live shows, touring, press, media, all this other stuff, you start creating a story for somebody like you to pitch to the radio station with the next single. They may have passed on the first single. You come to a second single. Now you're like, yeah, well, in the meantime, they they did a six-week tour of the U.S. They played these markets, did great numbers. They've gotten some incredible reviews. Check out this review from some major media outlet you start building that story. But the point is, it doesn't happen the first week you start a radio campaign. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a slow process. Um, that said, I mean, you can usually start picking up spins pretty quickly and it's all about like, it, say a band. Cause I, I, the last episode I know is about, you know, building your story or, or, or coming up with your story. And radio stations are going to ask me the same thing, like, oh, what's the band's story, you know? And so 
uh, sometimes it's more about, you know, kind of the accolades they've gotten, whether it's sales, streams, um, you know, touring, um, you know, has anybody written about them? You know, what, what's going on out there, you know? Um, and you got to build that somewhere. Um, and, you know, if you're doing a radio campaign, one of the things I'm doing is creating our own radio story. So when somebody asks me what the story is, and I know that I've got, you know, an X number of stations playing the record, I can, you know, talk to those, those, you know, um, radio programmers and say, oh, well, so-and-so is playing it and they're playing it and they're getting good reaction and, and give them the spin on, on the record. If, if you're getting, um, you know, good reaction from radio um, and you're getting some station airplay and you are building a story at radio, you can use that story elsewhere too. You know, um, make sure your PR agent knows, make sure yep. that you're putting that in your pitches too. Like when you're trying to get shows or, or, or talking to other bands, you know, the fact that you're taking it seriously and you're, and you're going after things like radio or like PR, um, you know, those are important. And, um, but yeah, I mean, every single person I, I'm, I'm bringing a band to, you know, almost without exception, you know, while on the radio, you might think that, oh, well, as long as the song's good, that's all that really matters. But, you know, they want to know, you know, what right. you're about, you know, um, yep. they want to know where you came from, what you're into. They, and they want that connection, you know, just like you talked about in the last episode, like if there's a way to kind of humanize the band and connect them with the, with the station or with the, the music director or program director, I mean, you're going to be, have so much more, um, opportunities uh in fact some of the bands i've worked in my past that have have gone the furthest um are bands that you know once they start building steam and momentum is where it hits close to home for the program director or music director there's been bands i've worked that you know the program or music director hasn't really understood or weren't ready to to, to support yet but say they've got kids and their kid really loves the band I'm working with, I mean, that hits really close to home. So, um, so yeah, trying to, um, you know, build your story, um, you know, using radio and using everything else um, is, is important. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. Well, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I think you, you, you really nailed it. You know, Radio is interested in sto the story as much as everybody else. And, yeah. and I've always said to clients who are interested in radio is, um, first and foremost, you know, that, that initial six-week campaign is probably not going to move the dial like you think, meaning you're not going to all of a sudden get a phone call from a big manager who wants to manage you because you've got radio airplay. You're not getting added to the opening slot of some major tour because you got some radio airplay. Yeah. It's going to give you material to use in a story, meaning I've been added to all these stations. I've got increased rotation here. This station provided this comment about how much they love it. And you take the story that radio's creating and you use that as your story to go back to media and say, gee, maybe you want to do a review because look at what's happening on radio. Mm -hmm. And to your point, then you come back to radio and go, well, check out the reviews we just got. So they're, they're, they're feeding and supporting each other to build the story, to build the perception of the band, because, you know, perception is reality. If people, I always say, you know, it's like, yeah, you might be added to a hundred internet radio stations that, that in the reality of itself may not be tens of millions of listeners, but the perception is a lot of people like you because you got added to all these stations yeah. and nobody is going to go, well, let me check out what is this internet radio station? How big are they really? You know, what are their stats? What nobody bothers with that. Mm -hmm. So it's creating the stories to help each other. Um, because you're pro again, you're probably not going to sell significant units of CDs. Um, you're probably not going to get more shows just because you got added to a few radio stations. If you can prove that you can perform well in the long run, yes, all of that can start happening. As you said earlier, it's a long haul battle. This isn't yeah. just a 
let me let me let, let me hire Tim for six weeks, and after six weeks, that's it. My career is taken off because I got added. The reality is, and I'm sure you've seen this. A lot of clients will be like, "Well, after six weeks, it's like great results," but they're a little disappointed because nothing really changed in their career from where they were six weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, their expectations were my career is going to explode if I go on to radio. And yeah. it can, as you said, if you're in it for the long haul, and it can also be expensive to be in it for the long haul. And, you know, if you want, and we don't need to get into the real fine details, but, you know, getting a, a number 250 billboard chart is different than getting a top 20 billboard chart. Oh, absolutely. Different in the amount of money it's being spent to make it happen, the amount of time that's going into it. Um, So I always feel like with an artist, it's like, yeah, I've got no problem if you want to spend the money, but let's make sure we understand what we're going to get out of this. Yeah. How we're going, how we're going to utilize the results that a radio promoter brings back to us. So Mm -hmm. we can try and extend you know, beyond that six week promo cycle of, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to get some more legs out of this because we're going to get some PR opportunities out of it. We're getting stories, we're getting interviews, whatever. Um, When an artist comes to you and says, Tim, I want to do some radio promotion. What do you want the artist to do to make your job easier? Basically, the more receptive the artist is to communicating um, is always really good. You know, you you want an artist that's going to make themselves available. If a radio station needs something or wants something, whether it be like a station liner where it's the artist saying, hey, you're listening to, you know, X station um, or, you know, maybe an interview or just kind of um, being engaged and and paying attention to what, you know, what's coming from the reports and what they're seeing themselves online. Um, I think that's all really important. There's sometimes bands that, you know, um, I'll deal with and, you know, I'll send them reports and, you know, I'll I'll hit them up and maybe they aren't super responsive or maybe they aren't, you know, communicating all that great, you know, so the more we communicate, um, barring the fact of being called, you know, every few hours and every, every day, you know, when you could be spending time with that time on the, you know, dealing with radio stations instead, um, you know, it's important to kind of, um, to kind of have that communication and and to be able to and willing to do um, whatever it takes. Um, I never discourage bands from wanting to get involved and asking questions. Um, I've had bands in the past that have tried to go out and do it themselves. And, um, you know, if, if a band can build some relationships on their own and wants to be out there on their own trying to help their cause, you know, I have advice, you know, in terms of the best ways to do that so that you don't, you know, kind of alienate the stations more so than, you know, uh, and push the stations back more that's more so than help. But um, I want the bands to be involved because, um, you know, they ultimately are going to be the beneficiaries of, you know, what we're doing if if they kind of, you know, if they can, uh, you know, uh, have that have that involvement and, and basically um, be best ready to capitalize on it. Um, it's all about the relationship. Um, so if, if there's an opportunity to build a relationship, um, let's do it. And if that means, you know, trying to set up an interview or, you know, um, or, or connecting with these stations in some way, um, I, I want it to happen. I want, I want that to happen. Um, the th- thing with the campaign is is yeah after you know whatever the set length of time is for the campaign if there's another campaign i want the stations that supported the first time to be ready to go for the second time they've already got a history with the band so we got to build off of you know what we had done prior and um and i think the more involved the band is in, in that process the better it it is in terms of that next campaign and the campaign after that um you know, radio stations want to feel important. They know their their airplay is important. They've seen it work with other bands. You know, they're playing all the big bands. And when the big bands come through, 
they they get taken care of you know they get those bands coming through they get the free tickets they get the giveaways they get the advertising you know so if if you're getting lucky enough to be getting airplay on those stations you know giving them a shout out on social media or you know um uh, you know just saying thank you it, it can go a long way um so um i guess i guess my response is just basically you know is the best clients for me are the ones that are engaged, that want to, you know, connect with me and want to, you know, help out in any way they can and just make that known, you know, and then we can kind of work together and, and figure out ways. Um, it's always, you know, um, tougher when you're a small band too, to kind of have a radio station want to chat with you and want to do those things or want to get station liners and things like that from you. But, you know, if those opportunities happen, I want you guys, I want the bands that I'm working with to, to, to be responsive to that. And, and yeah, I, you know, I think, I think that that goes along with anything in a band's career. If, if a radio station or a website or anything, a newspaper reaches out and says, we want to do something, will you do this for us? And if you say no, or just ignore it, they actually remember that stuff. Oh yeah. They, oh, yeah. they remember that. So when you come back with the next single and go, can you add it? And they're going to be like, no, because we asked you to do a station ID in a short interview. And you said, no, you weren't mm -hmm. interested. Um, they're going to go to somebody else. Yeah. Um, you well, know, and, for, and for me, if I, if I, if I confirm something like that and the band's a no show and they don't call in or aren't responsive reflects on you reflects on me. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well the last, you know, so many interviews I set up with Tim, a couple of them didn't, didn't come through. Like, you know, do I really want to like go at it again? So, you know, it, what, what the bands I'm working with do sometimes reflects upon me. So it's very important for me to have that connection with the bands that they know how important that stuff is. So if they agree to something, do it, you know, there's so many bands out there playing shows, you know, maybe not post COVID is so much, but you know, whatever it takes to get on that stage, even if, even if you're sick, you know, just like, Oh my God, I can't cancel this show. It's the same thing when it comes to an interview or, or doing something for somebody that can help you out. Cause those people also sometimes go on to be, you know, they might be a small market program director. They might, they might, they might be at a college radio station. They might be at a college this radio week, station. But next week they are interning with the music director at the at the major market. So, absolutely. I mean, there, there. I yep. mean, I I came from a college radio station where there's multiple people in that college radio station that are in the industry now, and a couple of them are, are high ups at some pretty big places, you know, and. I, you know, dealing with them at college radio and now they're, you know, uh, iHeartMedia and, you know, with corporate and stuff like that, those are good connections to have. So yep. sometimes you just don't know um, where those people are going to be down the road. So you've got to like, you know, it's always good to kind of like, you know, to, to spend the time and the effort and to take it seriously. I, I've, I've always said, cause I came out of college radio myself. Um, you might not like really care about college radio in the sense that, oh, it's just a small station. There's not many listeners. It's not a big deal. But the thing is, when you as an artist pay attention to a college station, they love it mm -hmm. because it's so often they don't get the attention. The attention goes to the big guys, the bigger stations in their market. Yeah. So if if you, you know, if you're playing in town, swing by and just say, hey, we just thought we'd drop in and say hi. Thank you for the airplay or send them a, a, a T-shirt or something like that. Man, it goes a long. I, I can tell you as somebody who was a music director at a college station, the bands that paid attention to us always got added when their new songs came out. Yeah. Regardless. Regardless, it's just like, okay, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. I mean, th that's how it works. Mm -hmm. um, let's let's talk real briefly before we wrap up here. What what do you do in a given week when you're doing radio promotion? Because I think some people might think, oh, isn't a radio? You're just sending my music to the station, and then we're waiting to hear back if they like it and they add it. And 
And as somebody who's done radio promotion in the past, there's a lot of planning and coordination and, and timing is really important. Meaning you don't want people just adding that new song willy nilly whenever they want to, whatever week they want to, you want it all coordinated. And I want everybody adding it this week and I want everybody reporting it to their trade journals this week because that's how you get charting is a coordinated effort of all radio doing it at the same time. If you think you can do this on your own because you bought a list of, you know, 5,000 radio stations from some broker and you're just going to mail it out, you're never going to break through that way. It's just never going, you might get some airplay, Mm -hmm. but it will never be the coordinated yeah, we debuted at number seven on the most added chart for this week because that takes your efforts and your coordination. So talk to us in a typical week. How does it, what do you do? Yeah, so it depends on how far along in the process we are with with the single um, that we're working or or the album, depending on what format we're going to. So, um, you know, you can always introduce a band just like, you know, servicing it, you know, and you're going to put together you know, a uh, 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 one sheet or whatnot with all the info and all the pertinent stuff, the bio and, and whatnot. But it, I, you know, in some ways I wish it was that easy. You could just send it. And if, if people liked it, you know, they, they played it, but it's, it this isn't the case. Um, and, and in any given week, um, it really depends on kind of where we're at, whether the band's on tour, you know, kind of what the goals are in terms of, um, you know, what we're looking for, but it's calling up radio stations and emailing radio stations and, and in following up, you know, you got to follow up like week after week after week. Um, you can go to a radio station and I've gone to radio stations plenty of times to, you know, sit with the program director or music director and listen to music, you know, and and, and sit across the desk from them and, and, and get their honest reaction. And there are times Whereas, you know, uh, maybe I'll say a stack of CDs, they'll throw it in and, you know, start listening and bobbing our heads or whatever, and they'll, you know, be working on whatever they're doing. But there are times a minute, minute and a half in that song, you you see their arm go up, they'll hit stop and, you know, eject the CD and go, I'm not really feeling that one. What do you got next? So the problem is, is that, you know, you might think, oh, three, four minute song, no big deal. But to them, they're getting, you know, dozens of songs a week, sometimes more. Um, and, you know, they've got other things going on in their day, you know, and, and until there's worthy, you know, attention on your song, sometimes they're not going to give you the time that you think you're going to get, you know? So, so having somebody like me question about that song and find out what they think and go, ah, you know, I really wasn't feeling it. Oh, can you give it a few more listens, you know, see if it grows on you. We've got this going on. We got that going on. You know, and also knowing what the stations, you know, what pushes their buttons. Sometimes stations will tell you flat out. It's like, you know, well, we're really looking at, you know, uh, kind of what's, uh, you know, we're really monitoring these other stations, seeing what they're doing. You know, um, this station in Seattle, this station in Detroit and this station in New York, you know, we're, we're looking at their playlists and seeing what they're doing. And I haven't really seen it pop up yet. You know, so you got to kind of know what they're looking at. You know, it's Sirius XM. A lot of times they're looking at. You know, what's what do the streams look like? What do the downloads look like? You know, is, is the record moving? You know, in the office, they've got access to sound scans so they can see what you're physically selling. You know, so depending on the radio station, you know, they might be looking at totally different things market to market. And me kind of knowing those radio stations is is a plus. It takes a lot of time to kind of get to know them. You know, uh, it's, I think the best pitches for a PR person is when you really know the publication you're pitching, like, you know, what they, their ins and outs, what they're writing about. Um, you can kind of mention, you know, Oh, I think this would fit really well. Cause I, your piece on so-and-so is awesome, you know, um, or you've got this section, you know, that I, I think we'd, we'd fit in really well at, you know, for me, one of the things I also, you know, look at with a radio station is, is a way to kind of get your foot in the door. Um, a lot of times with bands that might not have, you know, a lot going for them and, it, and it's tougher to get, you know, that regular rotation airplay is going after, you know, testing features. Some stations have what they call, you know, a cage match feature, yep. um, which they'll have two songs kind of go up against each other and then have their listeners either online or through phone call in or, you know, vote for what song they think is better. 
and engages their listeners and it gets them an opportunity to play something that they're normally not playing. And typically a band will go on to the next night and get played again. So if you are engaged with that and you got your, your, the, the audience is responding, um, you know, that's one way to get airplay. And if you can win multiple nights in a row or get really great reaction with their station, that's one thing I could bring up with them. You know, um, some stations have what they call crank it or yank. It's where you're not up against somebody else, but they'll play a song and go, Hey, do you like it? Do you not like it? Let us know. Um, so finding those things, finding like if they've got specialty shows in which, you know, on a Sunday night for two hours, they play new music, you know, stuff that they're not playing in regular rotation, find a way to get airplay there. Um, ask for a test spin, you know, Hey, see if, see how it sounds on the air. Um, so yeah, going after things like that are, is, is really important. Um, and, um, and yeah, <laughs> I forgot where I was going. I, I tend to uh, go off. Oh no, on, no, we're we're just talking so. about what 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 is a a typical week like? Oh, you typical week, look yeah. Like. So I, I'm I'm honing in on you know station by station, kind of like what um, what I think will sell the station on doing something. So when I'm calling, you know, the riff in Detroit, I might have a very different conversation than what I might have for like KSW in Seattle or WJJO in Madison. You know, um, so just kind of. Um, you know, trying to learn the places in which, you know, you're going to and what the opportunities are out there. Also, there's lots of tools out there. Um, one of the tools I have is, is MediaBase. Um, and I can look up, you know, kind of, um, you know, who's spinning the song. If, if somebody spins it and doesn't tell me about it, you know, it's going to show up there. I can see what the radio station's playing. I can see how much new material they're playing. Um, the thing with a lot of, you know, um, commercial radio stations and depending on the format like you said it's wildly different in terms of how much new music they're playing you know with a typical rock station you know it could be anywhere between 20 40 percent currents you know which means music that's been released it's usually the artist's last single it's in the last you know three to six months you know it's it's they're still new songs and you know if you think about 20 percent or 30 percent or even 40 percent Think about how many songs a radio station is probably playing in an hour. And if they've got commercial breaks and talk breaks and things like that, say they're playing 10 songs an hour. If they're only playing 20% currents, that might only be two, two new songs an hour. So you've got to fit into that. Um, I think that's a big misconception with a lot of people with commercial radio is, you know, um, what your competition is and kind of what the parameters are with some of these radio stations. So for me, um, I also very much, you know, kind of know who's playing what and how much they're playing and what, what the likelihood of getting airplay is on certain stations. So I could, you know, spend a ton of time on a station that's going to be very improbable getting airplay at, or I could spend the time on, you know, stations that, you know, are more likely to play your band and to build that story. So, um, so yeah, so typically I'm focusing in on the stations that I think we've got the best opportunity for airplay. I'm not neglecting any of the big guys, but you know, you got to kind of build that story somewhere and you've got to spend your time wisely. You got to prioritize it and prioritize. So, um, but it, it, it entails a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls and, you know, just, you know, general following up. And then there are times, whereas with a music or program director, you could talk to him week after week, like, I didn't get a chance to spend any time with that this week, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it a listen. Okay, great. You know, and you're not going to call them the very next day. Typically, sometimes you can get them to listen on the phone, which is great because you can get it, you know, feedback right away. But sometimes it's week after week. You're just kind of checking in. Um, another thing, if you try to go about it yourself, you might learn that a lot of radio station programmers and music directors have what they call call times. So, they might not be taking calls from people every day of the week, you know? Right. Um, so uh, what people don't realize is, you know, a music director or a program director, I sh you know, should say most of them they're on the air too. So they might have a three or four hour shift during the day. Um, and they need to do prep for that. You know, when they play, you know, whatever the band is, they're, they're happy to play and they got to talk in front of it. Oh, what, what am I going to say about this, you know, Foo Fighters track? Or what am I going to say about, you know, this Rihanna track? You know, it's like, oh, you know, so they're they're checking in, you know, and a lot of times they're playing those same artists every day. So they can't give the same, you know, 
tidbits every single day. People are just going to be yep. like, well, he's talking yesterday about the same thing. He said the same thing. So um, there's a lot that goes into that. Program directors also need to be in promotion meetings, sales meetings. They've got to, you know, somebody calls in sick and they got to fill in a spot on the air. They got to, you know, figure out who the part-timer is or who's going to fill that spot. Um, you know, they've got to do air checks with their talent, make sure that they're, you know, that the people on the air are, are, are you know, are up to snuff and, you know, give them critiques and things like that. So there's so much more that goes into it. You might think, oh, they're a program director or they're a music director. They, they should just, their job is to just talk about music and it's just not the case. So, um, so yeah, to get their attention and to, um, you know, um, build that relationship and also to get that airplay sometimes takes weeks and weeks and weeks or months or months or months. And sometimes you never get it. Um, but you know, um, but the opportunities are there and there are opportunities with, you know, even some of the largest stations, some of the stations you wouldn't expect, you know, every now and then you, you get that break and, um, and yeah, artists, you know, um, hopefully are there to take advantage of it. Um, one thing on a positive note, I want to say before we, we wrap things up is in terms of seeing radio work, you know, um, sometimes it just takes that station to really, you know, support something. And I've, I've a couple bands I've worked with that are larger bands now, or at least one of them that's, you know, we play our gold selling artist, you know, um, one of their favorite markets to play in was a very small market in this country. You know, it was a market that most people wouldn't even think about, you know, as a market farming to New Mexico. And uh, they had a radio station there that really stepped out and played new music. And the cool thing was, is they also had a venue in town that they worked really well with. So when, when bands, you know, that they were supporting came through town, they really took care of them and worked with the venue and, you know, bands could get you know, whereas they might be buying on a tour or, you know, bleeding money being out on the road trying to, you know, to make it, they could go and play that market and make a good, you know, chunk of change, sell a ton of merchandise and leave there feeling exhilarated, you know. And, you know, if you're able to take advantage of the airplay you've gotten, I've seen it work. You know, I, I know that, you know, sometimes it isn't the large markets. Sometimes the smaller markets can be your bread and butter. You know, so um, if you as a band can can set up these places across the country in which these little hot spots in which you can know you're going to do well because like, hey, we've we've worked this market. We've gone there before. We have the relationship with the radio station. They're going to support us, you know, um, to have those opportunities in which, you know, you're going to be able to count and rely on those markets is going to make it so much easier to branch out to other markets and build those, you know, across the country or wherever you're, you know, you're based. So, um, yeah, just, just take advantage of, of what you've got and fight, figure out a way in which to, to make that happen. Tim, this has been fascinating. I love talking radio. Um, where can people reach out to you, get more information about new ocean, how, where, where do they find you? Yeah. So, um, new ocean media is online. Um, just newoceanmedia.com. Uh, they can find me on, um, most of the social media platforms, um, at Facebook and, you know, stuff like that. Anyone wants to reach out to me easy, just Tim T I M at newoceanmedia.com. Uh, that's my email. Um, feel free to, to reach out or, or look around socials and find me there. I'm on Facebook. I think it's Timothy Binder nine as <laughs> the ninth. So, um, but I'm out there. Um, and yeah, new ocean media in, in the company does more than just radio. We've got, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, other opportunities as well. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I so appreciate the time and, and there's so much more, you know, you can go into as well. And, 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 and yeah, I don't think bands need to be scared by it. Um, I think there's mm -hmm. opportunities um, and, and you got to find you somebody. Have, that, you have to be smart. You have to be smart yeah. about it. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think you can also find people that are willing to work on whatever the budgets you have. I think the misconception is, is like, we're never going to have that kind of money because um, you know, it can cost a bit, you know, to, um, to, to navigate your way through radio, especially if your expectations are super high. Um, but there are people out there that 
um, that are in it for the right reasons that love music. Most of those people at radio are those people. Um, a lot of those people at radio, especially, you know, in the college level, like you might think it's a small station, but those are people that are passionate enough to be there and doing yep. it. So when it came to, you know, especially, you know, specialty shows, like say you're an extreme metal band or you're a, you know, experimental jazz artist or whatever, if you find the right people to plug yourself into, it's typically those people working at those radio stations that have friends that are also into that, you know, that are, are passing the word along and kind of, you know, um, kind of creating these little, you know, networks of people that are learning about these bands. So find the people that can help you and, and, and do what you can to work with them or, or to serve them because they're only going to help, you know, I mean, unless you do them wrong, you know, um, you know, for the most part, you know, um, they're there to help you and, 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 you know, go after them, talk to them, you know, meet them, you know, um, try to, try to take away your notions about radio. You know, some people's notions, especially younger people might be like, ah, you know, this, you know, is it really worth it? Believe me, there's, there's an audience out there. You know, I can look at media base when a station plays the song and based upon their Arbitron ratings, figure out how many people are listening during that time, you know? Um, and, and in some markets, you know, like New York and LA, it could be tens of thousands of people. And there's a reason why, you know, McDonald's and Geico are spending hundreds of dollars for a 30 second ad on those places or the local car dealerships, you know, because people are hearing about their businesses there. People can hear about you on radio too. So, um, you know, we, you know, we, of course, whenever I talk to a band, we'll talk expectations, but, you know, there's plenty of ways to go about it. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I would love to, you know, talk to any artists that, you know, are interested. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and see what I could see what we can do. Awesome. Tim, thank you so much. This was a great pleasure. Anybody's got questions on radio, reach out to Tim, let him know, uh, music biz weekly podcast sent you. Thank you. Have a good one, Michael. Thank you. I appreciate you it. Too. Visit discmakers.com to place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, use promo code FREEBIZ and get free shipping. I just want to thank Tim for uh, sitting down, talking some radio promotion with us on the Music Biz Weekly podcast. That was a great discussion. It was really good insight into what is radio promotion, expectations, what does a radio promoter do, why are you paying? What, you know, it's not just sending out an email, as Tim explained. Um, I would love to get feedback from any of our viewers or listeners out there that, you know, if, you, if you've done radio promotion in the past, what was your results? What did, how did you feel about it? Um, you know, did, do you have questions? Were you disappointed? Were you pleased? Give us some feedback. Love to see experiences other people have had doing radio promotion. Um, and before we just wrap up, once again, thank you to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and Bands in Town for all your ongoing support for the Music Biz Weekly podcast. And of course, please check out our sponsor, DiscMakers.com. That's it. We're out of here. We'll see everybody next week. Industry professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience, Get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship this opportunities. For Music Biz Weekly, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.